Oh, children, the time has finally arrived. Our blades have passed through the fire and emerged tempered, sharpened. Now we must merely make them see the light. Now we must merely wield them against our true enemies. The time is coming soon, my darlings. Soon you will be free. Welcome back to Risk Management, an actual play tabletop podcast that takes place in a science fiction universe, complete with blood cults and killer robots. As always, I'm Steve Spaulding, here with my co-host... Jess Kinghorn, that's me! And uh, we are at part five of what was meant to be a two-part series... And that's great, because it means that things have just gone completely terribly, and I'm (laughs) sure you know what's happened, but I will give you a couple of highlights. Um, Anders died very quietly, but was (laughs) brought back to life (laughs) through the judicious use of vitamin X. The sister of perpetual agony brutally killed a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. Um that Anders and Kara were were meant to have, I guess, stopped, but but stopped didn't necessarily mean uh, brutally murdering. There's decapitated bodies all over this place. Uh, this could have um, this could have gone differently. <laughs> it it very well could have. Um, when we were given the choice between going to talk to her and going to solve this whatever it is this break in, we chose to go solve the break in, and that will have repercussions going into the future. Why didn't I just pick the dialogue scene? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I have no clue. Anyway, after after all of that, the sister of perpetual agony dragged us bodily into the some kind of weird bathhouse thing, and we have now run into him. You know what, Jess? Describe what this room looks like. So, oh, okay. Well, we came in from the bathhouse, the the celestial maidens are bathing bathhouse. Yes. Um, of of last episode. So I'm thinking, some kind of like light wood paneling that it's quite classy but also quite minimalist. Maybe not as many fresh towels in this particular room. This is kind of a. Uh, a sort of meeting room away from the whole bathing situation. Um, it's very, it's quite private. Uh, there's kind of, you know, not as many exits as one would like to such a room. Yeah, it's quite small and it's quite claustrophobic. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Fantastic. So let's move the camera back to the scene and what we would see through the lens of the camera 
would be Anders kind of very slowly regaining something that looks sort of like consciousness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and he's groaning in pretty significant pain, but at the same time has kind of come to... How much health does Caro have now oh, after God. being poisoned? Oh, I forgot Caro was poisoned. She's not oh, yeah, yeah, she was super poisoned uh, and nearly died again. I did mark it down because I knew I would forget. Poison no longer in effect. Two health overall. Oh, wow. She's just going to have to be super honest throughout this scene. <laughs> Excellent. So for, for the listening audience, Anders is at one health and Caro is at two health. <laughs> so let's see how this goes. Um, Badly. <laughs> So the camera pans over to to him, who is sitting very casually, fully dressed, but in sort of a light linen situation. He's looking at the two of you with a mix of pity and curiosity. Oh god, that's not good. <laughs> Anders, as I mentioned, is just coming to, but the first thing he said was, I'm sorry, and you can... Caro, if you were looking, you would probably recognize some of the obsequiousness um, from your own <laughs> current mental state, which... That's a fantastic word. <laughs> I, I do what I can. From your own current mental state, which is you're feeling the oppression of the magic on you, and it's deep, and it's strong, and it's making you feel like the person in front of you is the most important person you have ever seen. It is fundamentally different than what you felt around her. Where her was this sort of background awe, this is the kind of awe that one might feel if you were the first person to meet a real honest-to-God alien. Right. Okay, then. (laughs) there is a real magic to it. Like, uh, I think you've been exposed to magic for long enough to be able to recognize (laughs) that (laughs) that there's some deep magic going on here. And you're not 100%... Well, no. Um, Let's just leave it at that for now. All right. (laughs) Welcome, you two. How are you? Can't complain. Um, Kara's just opening with that because, like... What do you say to that? <laughs> he he chuckles a little bit, but it's a sound that does not sound like a person chuckling. It is, in fact, kind of uncanny. Like, it feels oh. like someone who's just sort of learning what a chuckle means. Oh, okay. I get you. Ha 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 ha. But not quite as bad as that. Exactly. Okay. I would suspect that you're not doing as well as you claim. You would suspect correctly, uh, myself and, uh, a cousin here. He is not your cousin. No, he's not. Yeah, I'm... No, no, she's she's right. Uh, we're not cousins. Excellent. So, can I make a request of both of you? It would be rude to say No! <laughs> In this room, I would prefer if we spoke truth to one another. Would that be alright? I think that's the only option at this point. You always have options, my dear. Then truth it is! Yeah, uh, truth. That will work. Uh, and the truth is, I, I'm pretty sure I died back there. <sighs> and... Yes, yes, of course. And he... 
closes his eyes for a moment and he seems to be moving his lips but there are no words coming out ah and that kind of magic my favorite kind of magic <laughs> actually do a knowledge roll oh, of, All right. of nine if you want to you don't have to I would like to. I would like to know what's going on, uh, preferably. Now I just need to remember which of these is the D10. I, yeah, it's that one. Okay. Uh, I am using physical dice again because I don't trust the algorithms. Excellent. Knowledge roll, right? Yep, yep. Uh, seven overall. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. What did I say? I said nine, right? You said nine, so. Yeah, I mean, it could be magic. Why not? Okay, great. Uh, a minute later, an attendant in... Well, it doesn't look like an attendant, because this is a man in a black robe. Oh, who, no. Who enters the room, and he has a silver tray, and on that silver tray are two vials of what you immediately recognize as vitamin X. Oh. Oh, that's a turn up for the books. And he places them in front of Anders. Am I supposed to take these? Uh, you need it more than I do right now. I mean, you don't look great either. N no, no, but I'd also like you not to die again. I haven't died yet. I mean, you know, I don't want to be greedy. <laughs> and he, him, is watching the two of you have this conversation. Uh, maybe we should just, like, split them or something. Yep, sure, that's cool too. <laughs> Sounds good. And he, um, there's one of those little, well, uh, there's, you, you take the vitamin X, or Anders does, and he sort of opens the vial and just sort of, like, chugs it, and is now at two health. Oh, good. Okay, how sure am I that this is vitamin X? Like, I'm not gonna you off of that, you're 100% sure. Cool, that's fine then. I didn't. I wanted to make sure it wasn't any of that nasty off-brand stuff that Sylvester gave at Caro earlier. Yeah, yeah, no. Might as well down the hatch. You see, you always have a choice, my dears. And he looks between the two of you. Now, can you answer why you two are in my home? <sighs> I mean got a sister of perpetual agony right there dude i i, I oh, think no, she's, I oh i'm sorry she's not there she's outside oh. i mean like you don't know where she is she just left uh, she's just she could be anywhere which she... doesn't fill me with joy <laughs> oh man like it would be really bad to start lying through my teeth right now and chances are he knows way more than we could give him credit for i mean i, uh, I, have, I have roles for you you can do whatever you want Oh god. Uh firstly, okay, she was at two health, is she now at three health because she's taken the vitamin X? Yes. Cool. Three health overall. Ah, uh, well, it could be worse. It could be no health. It could always be worse. Um Alright, I'm gonna review some information and then make a decision. So it's strongly implied Sisters of the Perpetual Agony are at least in league with him. We do not know about their direct affiliation to her, but it would not be unreasonable to presume that them you know she's she's got to know about them you'd hope she'd know about them or there is a fissure within the upper level of management of this organization um but at the yeah, very least reasonable to assume yeah yeah <clears throat> uh, the, uh, at, the mo at the very least we know that he at least knew about edith 
I would also be an educated uh, guest to make. And so this is the perpetual agony carried out that job because they thought Edit Edit was corrupt in some way. We don't know quite what their definition entails. But because those two are kind of in league, we can also kind of assume that maybe he was cool with that hit in some way. Maybe. I mean, uh, I'm not going to answer that question, but that doesn't seem like a flawed line of reasoning. I, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking aloud, trying to kind of lay everything out and hoping if I do say something really dumb, <laughs> that you'll correct me where I'm wrong. Okay, so it's probably a really bad idea to just straight up lie. But like, at the same time, if we tell the entire truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, we kind of outgrow our usefulness a little bit and we might not leave this room. We're kind of between a rock and a hard place. And I am increasingly aware the more I kind of talk around what we're meant to do, I'm going to make a stupid decision. I mean, there, this is, uh, there is, remember those old choose your own adventure books where like most of the pages led to you like being eaten by an alligator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so don't mess this up, Jess. Good luck. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Like, Caro has already, like, from a lower level, like, person within the organization. I'm going to say Red Robe because that's what I remember. Their use of magic was able to stop her breathing briefly. So whatever this guy could do is probably not good, especially from what we've experienced in church. Uh, chapel, sorry. You know what? I'm gonna, you know, that's a that's an interesting question that you have here. Do you... Who was doing the magic, exactly? You, you have an option, and I'm going to force the time step forward. So right oh, now, God, if, was you, vacillating. if you do this, I'm going to have it be that you're just sort of staring forward and not answering him for like 30 seconds. But you can do this if you want to. You like can give, 30 seconds is a long time. To yeah, no, no, it's an space. uncomfortable amount of time where you're not answering him. If you do that, if you give me an occult role, I might be able to tell you something. And that the DC oh. in that role would be a nine. Oh. Good lord. Okay. Well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'm going to clear some space on my very messy table so I don't muck up this roll because it would be this roll I muck up. Please. Have, because this is something Anders would do, I'm going to have Anders roll the same thing. Gosh darn it. I got a four overall on my occult roll. I just really loves two today. Awesome. So... You and Anders are just sort of like looking around the room vacantly and have not answered him uh, <laughs> in the last 30 seconds. Bugger! <laughs> I'm sure you're both very confused, but please, the faster you answer me, the quicker we can get on with this. Why are you in my home? Okay, so Kara kind of looks to Anders to see, like, if there's any kind of, like, wordless talking going on in his facial expression is there like a don't do it or is there just or is there well what is the read from anders okay can i ask a question first of course you can what would you like to know why do you have sister perpetual agony in your employ that is a fantastic question that's a very interesting question you see, our organization has elements within it that I seek to find. And some of those elements 
are people that I would otherwise trust, so I was forced to acquire some specialty talent. Oh, so you hired a trained killer to find out who was working against you in your organization. That's And then Anders sort of like bites his own tongue and he, he sort of like stops talking for an instant. And you can tell that maybe it's some part of the magic that is oh. kind of like forcing him down. Oh. <sighs> and he breathes heavily. Be careful. This room is not as patient as I am. And he looks over to Kara. Yeah, I I also have a question if there's time for that. I have a lot of questions, but um I I, I appreciate that I there isn't time to waste here. Of course. Right, okay. I mean, it's it's going to be a selfish question, but if we were to tell you why we were here, what reason would you have to then keep us alive? Any good reason? I think the answer to that is in the answer to your friend's question. There are forces within this organization that I need to suss out, and my own resources have not been enough up until this point. Alright, okay, I see where you're coming from now, and uh, from what I understand, there are a few different forces, not all working together within your organization, that you need to get a handle on, is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. In fact, that leads to my first question, since you seem unwilling to answer the question of your origins. If you were to describe the forces in this organization, if you were to describe the factions, how might you? Uh, can I answer your second question first? Is Would that be imprudent? Do as you wish. You always have a choice. Um, right. Well, uh, we established, uh, with, uh, Sunday Grant and Sylvester that there was at least one private security firm that was involved some way in your organization. It might have just been members of Humanity's Last Stand masquerading. What I mean to say is uh, members of this side security firm of some description infiltrated Humanity's Last Stand to then get into your organization. That is one thing that's been established with other members of your organization. I've heard a lot of talk of journalists. Um, the girl that was murdered was a journalist from what I understand. So that's at least two. Much more than that. I'm beginning to understand that everyone's a bit more than they appear here. So that's at least two. Who else? There might be multiple uh, journalistic forces, judging by some of the drones I was asked to deactivate. So there might be more than one uh, journalistic body with their finger in this particular pie. And then, of course... We've got yourself, if we're going to include another yourself as of another faction. I don't know who that particularly includes. Uh, I am aware of uh, a secret police, if that's fair to say, within the organization. I don't know very much about them, but I am aware they exist. The glittering Uh, mind. All right, are they with you, or...? That's an excellent question. I see. Complicated answer, I'm guessing. He doesn't say anything. Alright, fair enough. I've probably asked too many questions again. I have a habit of doing that. (sighs) Then let me ask both of you. If you can't tell me where you're from, can you tell me what you hope to accomplish here? Find out answers, find out information. This is a very deep rabbit hole and uh, we're hoping to get to the bottom of it. 
If you want answers, then you have to ask questions, and I might be the sort of person who can provide you with the answers you seek. Why don't you ask me a question? A pointed, specific question. Pointed, specific question. Well, it's not exactly my specialty, as you might have heard. Um, okay, so... I'll just come out and say it. There's a lot of magic going on here. A lot of really, really powerful blood magic that I have no hope of ever understanding. Let's just put that out of the way. I'm not sure what I'm getting at here. Uh, Nor am I. Just trying to, you know, overcome the fear of that uh, fact. But there's a lot of magic here. To what end? I know what the mission statement of the organization is. You're very pro-Android rights. You're very pro-Android uh, sympathies. How does the magic factor in? The difference between magic and technology is less of a difference of kind and more of a difference of degree. We have spent time searching for a way to interface a human body with their steel cousins. Many, many people have died and been injured in this search, and those tragedies have only increased in recent years. Magic. Magic might be that interface layer. It might be the thing that allows us to finally achieve our dream. Right. But magic has ruddy great big cost attached to it and you're asking a lot this organization asks a lot of its members as i am certain you are aware you oh you don't need to tell me twice so what you're saying is that you use magic to try to combine people with machines is that what you're trying to tell me that's a crude way of putting it but you know closer than most you want to basically get rid of the boundary between the two is that what i'm hearing correctly he laughs at this and it's another sound that doesn't really register as a laugh how wide do you believe that boundary really is Karen? i don't think i'm equipped anymore to answer that uh let's not dwell on that one uh you would have died several times if not for nanotechnology in your bloodstream. Your leg is now made of steel and sewn into your nervous system with wires and bolts. I mean, I was asleep for the surgery, but you don't need to remind me. I know what happened. Then you also know that the difference between man and machine is more blurred than many would assume. Well, yeah. I have a question for the both of you. When you came into this organization, did you truly believe that androids were people deserving of rights and liberty and freedom? Anders perks up and he says, I barely believe people are people deserving of rights and liberty and freedom. I think those are things to be earned. And he, him, looks over to Anders and kind of nods. He's not happy, but he's also not particularly upset by this. And then he turns to you. Uh, it would probably be fair to say that I needed persuading on that matter more than most. And why is that? Carrie just kind of puts her hands up and says words to the effect because it was easier to believe they weren't. 
Isn't that always the way? <sighs> she just makes, like, there's no words there. It's just a disgruntled, like, ah. Would you two like to leave here? Uh, eventually, yes. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, no, pretty much after we're done. I want this place in my rear view as quickly as possible. I would second that notion. That's fair. Though, I do wish that were not true. The both of you might be some of the few people in this organization that truly understands what's at stake. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't think we really understand much of anything. We've no, been... no. I, my whole through line has been I know nothing, and I'm finally comfortable with admitting I know nothing. Exactly. Everyone in this organization believes they understand the truth of what we want, but they know nothing. They walk around my home. They say the right words, they do the right things, they do the research, they secure the doors, but they know nothing of what we want. They are just humans who are following a script that we have laid out for them, and they believe they are holy for it. Not you two. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's at odds with everything I've been told uh, by other upstanding uh, members of your organization. There's a lot of people that call me out on doing just that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to present a false image here. Uh, we're, we're, <clears throat> we're pretty bad at this, is what I think she's trying to say. Yeah, really bad. Really, I mean, really shockingly bad. Uh, we're in the deep end. Yeah, that's fair to say. Why did you try to save Kevin and Rana in the lobby? Because they weren't really... I mean, they were part of it, but they weren't part of it, if you know what I mean. It, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to, like... I couldn't just leave them to be annihilated. That's... That's wrong. Could've. I could have, but it would have been wrong. <laughs> Why? Who am I to say who should live and who should die by inaction? <laughs> Kevin is an android. Yeah, I, I realise, and I'm still turning that one over in my mind, but... I mean, like, he's never hurt me, like, and also Rana was really close to him, like, that thing was coming for both of them, like, it would be kind of a uh, a really not nice thing to do just to just leave Kevin high and dry. Uh, I, I don't even know the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. Um, like, Caro's slowly shutting down during this conversation. They've... Listen... You seem to have this whole androids and humans and whether or not they're the same thing going on here, which I think is where you're going with that, but everything is the same. And I think that if something is in trouble, you do what you can for it. I know Caro has a hard time talking about this stuff because she's not lying and she loves to do that, but I think she feels the same way. We do what we can to help. Don't want to make things actively worse. Like, I don't want to go out of my way to make things actively worse. That's good to hear. And I'll be honest, I don't want any more people to die. Like, that's not something I'm here for. Why? Because again, like, it's not... <laughs> it's... I mean... <laughs> 
like, uh, like she's trying to kind of get an idea, and she's kind of like, why does he just keep asking why? Why can't he just take the answer? Um, and she's like, she's she's kind of grasping at air as she tries to kind of pull words together to form a coherent thought. It's not going well. I can make you do what I need you to do. You are both aware of this, correct? As I keep saying, it doesn't seem like we have much of a choice. For the moment you do, and this is why I'm asking you questions, I want to understand why you are here in my home. Do you know Harlan? Harlan Roland? The same. Don't know him personally. Roll a cult 12. God damn it. I was considering, like, I don't know him personally, but I do know him professionally. <laughs> Just roll a cult 12. Ah, oh, damn it, Caro. Ooh. Ooh. Holy crap. Okay. So I rolled a 10 on the d10 and my occult is a 2. Let me just check that because holy crap, if I make that roll, occult is a 2. Yeah. So that's 12 overall, unless there's a debuff in effect. Yeah, no, you you said that and you said it with a straight face. Oh my god, Caro, you maniac. He nods his head. Oh shit. (sighs) So this is very strange. Kind of. He seems to. He looks off to the side somewhere and he closes his eyes. Kara's just kind of like looking around the room, looking at Anders, like she feels very uncomfortable in her own skin, or what's left of it anyway. Do you know a man named Merrick Kitchens? No, I've not. I don't think I've heard that name before. You haven't. Cool. Okay. Yeah, no, she's. Yeah, she says no. Not heard that name before. He looks over to Anders, who shakes his head. Who are you people? (laughs) How did you get in here? Well, I mean, the true story is I... I came up with this ridiculous story on the spot about trying to find my sister and a bag full of, like, baked goods. That's the truth of it. And, uh, maybe you need to pay Igus a bit more because they, they let us in after that. He nods. Can I see your phones? I mean, mine's out of battery, but... I think we can take care of that. <laughs> okay! Uh, yeah, no, Carrie's kind of... She really doesn't want to hand over this phone. But... Uh, both of us roll a DC-10 occult. Wow, okay. Here we go, then. Ooh! It's, it's, it's a four overall for occult. It's a four overall for me. So Anders hesitates, but sort of reaches down to his phone and hands it to him. You do not hesitate. You, even as you're saying um, it's out of batteries, you find yourself handing the phone to him. Uh, Okay. And he... Give me a knowledge 10. Give me a knowledge 10, please. All right. Alright, uh, oh, man, I mean, please pass. For you, it. Steve, I'll try. Oh, I dropped the dice. Crap, where's it gone? Oh, it's there. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Oh man, Anders wouldn't roll this. He's not he's too beat up to to be paying attention, but you might be. I got a ten on the dot if it's knowledge. 
So what you see him do is he closes his eyes again when he has the phones in your hands, his hand. And it reminds you a lot of what Sylvester was doing when he was in the like hacking competition with the people in the research lab. You don't have like full gain on that, but you, it does seem very, very familiar to you. Right. I, I see the boundary is blurry for some of us than others. She doesn't say that out loud. There's just player talking out loud. The boundary is blurry for some. So he, he both of you, know, he's like gone. He's not here right now. He's holding oh. both of your phones in, in like two hands. But he's like, it is very obvious, at least within the context of what you can see visually, that he is not entirely here right now. At least for the next beat. Anders looks over to you. Are you okay? Um, okay is very relative. Let's say no and come back to that. Are you okay? I'm pretty sure I was dead. So, so I'm going to say no again for you? Yeah, that would be reasonable. That's a reasonable cool. assumption. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like I should say sorry about that. I should have moved quicker. I should have done something uh, more. Um, that, yeah, that's on me and I'm sorry. Oh, she would have probably chopped your arm off. Yeah, but I still feel I ought to say sorry, you know. <sighs> you did die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably... I, I don't know much about how the, the like like medicine works, but I imagine that the vitamin X bringing me back like that is probably not great. Like, that's probably not great. I um, imagine I'll be saying sorry to you a lot over the next while. We'll, we'll work on that, assuming we leave this room. Yep, cool. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> I would very much like to leave this room. He, he opens his eyes again, and he's fully conscious. Okay, he's back. The two of you work for risk management. That is a thing that is true. What can risk management want with our community, with my home? To find out a lot more about you from the inside, more than you're giving away from the outside. Which means that you were hired to accomplish this goal. Who hired you? Okay, that, that that's a direct question. Oh, God. Okay, I'm just kind of thinking what options there are. I don't think there is the option to kind of really be like, ah... I mean, the, like, Harlan Rowland question is just... I mean, it was answered, now it's not. It's it's gonna be quickly unanswered. Um, so oh, gosh. I'll give you... I mean, I'm not gonna take back the Harlan Rowland question. So uh, so you beat that role fair and square, so I'm not gonna force you to... There I, there are ways to answer this question. Like, like, using all of the information that is available to you, and you have more information than even Anders. There are ways to answer this question, but, like, you know, if you are still kind to trying to deflect, there are potentially consequences as well. So I, so don't feel like you have to say Harlan. Yeah, no. Saying Harlan, I feel, would be, like, a one-way ticket on the pain train right now. Um... So I don't want to I don't want to go straight out and say Harlan and Roland, but I do need to give some other substantial answer. Maybe not a name, but also uh, lying is ill-advised. Ah, oh, crap! 